Hello and welcome to your Wednesday Dose of Wealth Wisdom with me, Daniel Kennedy, your host, uh, Steadfast Construction and Designs Director, HomeHug Co-Founder and Director, KML Co-Founder and Director, and Wealth Dragon Coach. Today's topic is going to be why being poor is usually a subconscious choice and how thinking of it consciously can change your whole projection for your life. Um, not really a controversial statement to those in the know. Everyone who sort of knows how to build wealth knows that the poor aren't afflicted by bad circumstances. It's usually circumstances of their own making, be that having children at a really young age before being financially secure, um, not f- managing your expenses and frivolously spending, not investing in yourself to improve your overall income and increase your income, not developing the skills to be able to negotiate better salaries. These are all subconscious choices that most people that I found in my personal opinion when I discuss financial things, because I'm always on the lookout for new ways of making money, new ways of keeping wealth, is most people are just not aware of it. There are people that have the goals and aspirations of building wealth, building long-term wealth, but then these same people will go on holidays every year while they still rent their own property or they don't invest. Um, and their old adage, they're spending luxuries with money they exchange their time for rather than spending luxuries with money that their money makes, something that I've mentioned previously on the podcast and still stands true today. So why am I going to delve onto why this is so important? Because most people have the perception that they have time they'll get it handled later and really the only sure way of making sure that you're wealthy is to get in early and get in often into the market and what does that mean that means whether it's in property whether it's in uh, stocks or shares or precious metals or getting in business the, the key is is to start today you've all heard it before and every sort of like podcast and self-help stuff is all rehashing the same bullshit the same principles that worked 100 years ago work today and that is the best time to buy property was today. The second best time was 30 years ago because they're just inflation beaten at us, especially in this market, in British market, where there are more people than there are houses. We have draconian planning laws that make it an absolute farce to get planning. So it's really hard to increase the stock. Um, unfortunately, massive conflict of interest where the people in the local area get to decide whether there's planning. Uh, and basically that most people don't want projects near them. So property is always going to go up. All you need to do to secure your future and to start thinking consciously is manage your expenses. So manage your income and your outgoings and try and cut out everything that you possibly can. And being wealthy normally involves saying no to things that you want just for maybe a decade or so. That sounds like a long time, but it's going to pass anyway. Ten years is going to pass. And at the end of it, do you want to be financially secure and have no stress of funds? Or do you want to be in the same position where you're treading water living paycheck to paycheck because you couldn't say no to the holiday. You couldn't say no to the new car. You couldn't say no to the more expensive house. These things that cost you money rather than make you money on a day-to-day basis. So, and most people I find are unaware of how little the changes they need to make to ensure that they have a real great future. And maybe even generations of their descendants have a great future. It isn't that hard. And I'm going to give you a few ways of how you can guarantee that your descendants, you and your later in your life, you'll be financially secure. So one thing 
that seems it's so simple it's so easy to do but yet so few people do it um, and that is just invest 100 quid a month into a, a FTSE fund uh, FTSE 250 FTSE 100 and then over say 30 40 years even with a modest increase and the one that I'm in I'll tap share with you is the HSBC accumulation class C fund uh, 250 uh, there's, there's no affiliated link there's no nothing it's just what I'm in and over the last four years it's given me 11% this year it's taken a bloody hammering but I suspected that so at the end of this year I imagine that will go down to about 8% but over say 60 years so it isn't for you it's for your descendants it's for my children um, it's for whatever they want to do it's just one of the many things that I'm putting in place for the people after me to be secure and hopefully they don't fuck it up um, and all I do is I put £100 in and then you get the magical sort of formula of compound interesting where you get interest on the interest on the interest. And maybe over the course of 60 years, I'll only put about £60,000 into it, which isn't a lot in terms of property. But because you get interest on the interest on the interest, if you go to a compound calculator and you put in £100 a month, uh, at, say, marginal uh, annualised returns at 6% or to 8%, what will be left after the 60 years will absolutely blow your mind. It won't be anywhere near 60. It won't be anywhere near 100. It won't be anywhere near half a million. It won't be near anywhere a million. You're looking at about 20 to 24 million, depending on how much the market goes up. Maybe if there's a few crashes, it will correct itself. But compound interesting is a sure, guaranteed way to make sure everyone after you never has to worry about money again. And potentially they could have more of an impact. Um, and something really interesting, how the poor would look at that situation, they would say, well, no one did it for me. So why should I do it for somebody else? And I've actually had a really close family friend say that when I mentioned this a few years ago, um, probably about three, three and a half years ago. They said, oh, well, no one did it for me. So why should I do it? And that person had children. And then lo and behold, a few years later, they came to me for advice because they were struggling to get a mortgage for the children because they couldn't get a deposit. They didn't want to refinance their house. And, and so obviously this is not a conscious thing because that person wanted to help her children out. Um, but if you thought about it consciously and you planned in advance, nothing needs to be a shock. It can be really, really easy to expand and grow your wealth. And, and that's why I'm really adamant being poor is your choice. You choose to be poor because you're neglecting a real part of your financial literacy by not investing in yourself, not going out there, finding what are the best ways to increase your wealth. Um, just sitting on your thumbs and thinking somebody else is going to do it for you because no one is. No one is going to do it for you. There are those that do and get immensely wealthy. And that's why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Uh, it's because the rich tend to have delayed gratification. They're not stealing from the poor. It doesn't work like that. Wealth gets created out of nothing by people providing value to the market. Oh, my dog wants to get involved there. Um, you can't, like, steal. It's, obviously, there are some charlatans out there. But most of the people, it's bringing value to the market. So you've got your footy fund. That's a real long-term strategy of building wealth. Then you've got property. So property gives you income. And if you look after it well, will go up in value. So that's another avenue that you can use to improve your wealth. Um, and also businesses. Businesses are absolute massive, massive money-making machines if you do it right. And generally, all you have to do is what I found. I've, I've, I've kind of delved in a few now. And 
just to be perfectly honest, I've failed at a lot more than I've succeeded at. The, I've only ever really made money in two businesses. Uh, and I don't consider property a business because that's more of a sure thing. Um, that's that's something you park your money into from what gets generated from the business. So I've got a construction company. Uh, and that's by providing value and just doing what you say you're going to do, not having unrealistic expectations. The profits there can be really, really, really good. And typically, we're making about 12 grand every 10 weeks in profits for every job. Um there's a few debacles. I did loads of marketing. I did so that it's it's taken a hit recently, but now that we've sort of found our stride and we found our lane, it's going to be a great business for the future. And also importing and selling. Uh, I've done a few. I say I've done a week of it, and I've made more in a week than I did in a month in my full-time job. Um, yesterday I sold 26 units, and today I sold 100 units, and I make about 12 pound profit off each unit after importing so that's another great sort of business model that you could potentially copy and i'd be more than happy to share from that and to get to these this position of where i tend to make more money than i fail because we've got the live development tours we've got the teaching we've got so many income streams now there was years of me messing up i had a vending machine business that went completely balls up and i was in the red for a few years and then I had a cash machine business that went completely balls up and again in red for a few years. Um, and it's all about just knowing that there's a process, knowing that you need to learn this and that it's not going to be an overnight thing. Because why should it be? Everyone has to go through the trials and tribulations and potentially you could circumnavigate them with, by having business partners or having a mentor. But having patience, saying no to things that you don't want and in choosing to invest your money in inflation, be inflation beating assets, not having a cap on your income, because if you have a cap on your income, it's going to be really difficult to get rich off £10 an hour. It's going to be really difficult to get rich off even £20 an hour. Um, you want to be able to have a job to secure yourself and then be investing that into your own business, be investing that into your own assets. Uh, and then sort of like a plant, it just grows and grows and grows and grows. Uh, just a quick one, because uh, I've woken up all the sevils from... Uh, an evening at first, but I thought I'd share my thoughts. You don't need to live and wallow in your own self-pity. You, you can change your life. And, and being poor, is it's not nice, man. I, I look at people in really tough situations and where they haven't got any options. They haven't developed themselves. They haven't developed these habits that enable them to get out of these horrible situations. And they, like, they don't realize that it's them that's put them there. Like they have, they're just completely unconscious to it. And it's it's frightening because it seems to be the norm that most people are in this sort of state where they don't realize that they're the problem in their life. It isn't other people. It isn't the fact that they don't invest in themselves, improve their skills, improve their negotiation skills, improve their speaking skills, improve their ability to raise finance into commercial products or ventures or whatnot. And you need to get a handle of this and get a handle of it as soon as you can because otherwise you're going to be 30, 40 years down the line and be in the same position. So start consciously improving yourself and your financial literacy. Literacy. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Cheers.